podcast is powered by Thomson Reuters, the answer company. For more expert insight on making tax digital, visit digita.com slash mtd. Hello and welcome to another Making Tax Digital podcast from your friends at Accounting Web. I'm business editor Tom Herbert. Thanks for tuning in. It's fair to say that Theresa May's election gamble has failed to provide the stability that it promised. And one of the key areas accountants are looking for is tax policy. Uh, in this episode, we'll be looking at the implications of the election results for HMRC's digital tax project. And we'll be doing so in the company of two of Accounting Web's very own, consulting tax editor Rebecca Cave. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Tom. And Global Editor John Stockdyke. Hi, John. Hi there. Later on, we'll also be joined by Thomson Reuters' Mark Perdue, who'll be taking us through his regular Mark's mailbag feature, answering questions that he's been getting about the project so far. Let's get started. So let's take a big picture view first. John, your pre-election scenario article for Accounting Web sketched out some of the implications for making tax digital. Where do you think we are now in terms of the project? Well, we're still becalmed in the uh, just this this ocean of uncertainty and 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 a, a policy vacuum. So the the perda that was uh, set in motion with the election campaign has effectively continued because there's been so many chops and changes in the Treasury. Uh, David Gork, one of the the kind of a champion of MTD, you know, he's he's moved on to he's moved on to to work in pensions where he can enjoy the uh, delights of the universal credit. And and he, he should know about that. But coming coming back to, you know, the thing we're concerned about MTD, um, this is sort of you know, a star-crossed policy, if ever there was one. Every obstacle that could be put in its way by the politician seems to have come about, uh, and the election is the last one. I mean, my my scenario, you know, nothing's ever clean and tidy. So the scenarios, one of them looked at, you know, what would happen if things were pretty much as they were pre-election. And minus a Treasury minister or two here and there, it is effectively the same. You know, Hammond is still the top man at the Treasury. The team below may be decimated, um, but and they're all they're all going to need to sort of get their feet under the table and, and decide what to do. Um, the other obvious uh, scenario was probably the third one of, of actually the hung Parliament. So we combine elements of that that suddenly the policies are dependent on what kind of deal the coalition partners, the Democratic Unionists, will want from the Conservatives, and will the bargaining extend to things like MTD? Indeed, yeah, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll definitely come back to the Democratic Unionists a little later on. Um, so among those unseated by Labour's surge was the Exchequer Secretary of the Treasury, Jane Ellison, who was the minister in charge day-to-day with uh, HMRC. Um, her replacement, Mel Stride, I think is the Central Devon MP. Um, so a former businessman, um, but he's still going to need time to get orientated um, to the workings of the Treasury and HMRC. Um, Rebecca, do you think a change in leadership at the Treasury is going to change uh, policy for MTD? 
I don't think so. <clears throat> I believe the policy is being driven by HMRC. Um, so, you know, the minister is the person who signs off the policy. But in truth, this is an HMRC project. So I don't think in the long term it will make any difference. However, in the short term, we could possibly see some delays um, while the minister in charge gets his head round uh, the project and possibly comes under some pressure to delay. But this is all uncertain and possibly wishful thinking. And going back to the partnership with the DOP, uh, the DUP, John, was there mention of making tax digital in their manifesto? Um, I'm not sure if it was a policy plank for them, but uh, I'm, I'm relying on some of my insights from uh, the RSM consultant, Andrew Hubbard, and he, he does Moonlight as the editor-in-chief of Taxation magazine. He's always been very well informed about MTD, and his analysis was that the DUP is a little unhappy about some aspects of MTD. Uh, and particularly if you look at their 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 uh, geography, uh, the broadband internet in Northern Ireland uh, in the rural areas isn't very good. So they aren't going to be especially keen on uh, something that, that won't really work for their, con- you know, will make life difficult for their constituents. Uh, so again, as Andrew suggested, with all the uncertainty, with all the, the questions being raised, uh, maybe it's quite a good time to, to take a step back and look at just how practical the, the original timetable was. Interesting. And uh, obviously, at the moment, this uncertain with this uncertainty, there are more unanswered questions than there are answered. Uh, Rebecca, I think you were taking a look at a few of these. Uh, are you able to just give us two or three of them that uh, you think are the most important? Well, there's a huge number of unanswered questions about MTD, which is one of the scandals about this whole project, that it doesn't seem to have been thought out from end to end as uh, several people have been requesting. Um, just a few points. Um, firstly, the commencement dates. Um, quite often people will have two different trades or a trade and property income with different counting year ends, and those could really fall in different tax years uh, for commencing MTDs. So we have no idea how this is going to work, where somebody has a property trade um, which has to uh, be reported on the tax year, and then with um, you know a business trade uh, that is reported to um, a- another year end. We have no idea how this is going to work in practice for people. Another very key point is the exemption um, process. There will be exemptions, we know, uh, for people with low turnover under. 10,000 of turnover per year. And there's also going to be exemptions for people who can't manage uh, the IT due to reasons of disability or age or possibly other reasons that they can't access the Internet. People are going to have to apply for these exemptions. We don't know how this application process is going to work. Um, Another point that I raised in uh, one of my articles for uh, Uh, accounting web was the six interactions with HMRC per year. When MTD was first floated, we were talking about four interactions being the quarterly reporting 
uh, obviously four times a year. But when you look closely at the legislation, you see that there are four quarterly reports to be done and then an end of period statement. And then after that, there's another report to be done called the final declaration, which is actually uh, another word, another new name for the tax return, which we all know and love. So if you add those up, four plus one plus one is six. And we just don't know what is going to have to be reported on the end of period statement and what is going to have to be reported on the final declaration. For example, um, where do all the claims go? You know, claims for losses, um, claims for capital allowances, um, elections uh, for this and that, you know, losses to be set off in a certain way. Do they go on the EPS, the end of payment period statement, or do they go on the final declaration? No clarity whatsoever on this at the moment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, for that, Rebecca. <laughs> lots of uh, lots of unanswered questions there. Um, so we'll uh, look forward in due course to them being answered, hopefully. Um, that's about it for part one. Thanks for that, Rebecca, and, and thank you, John. Joining us after the break for part two will be Mark Perdue, who is going to be talking us through this month's uh, key talking points for accountants. Welcome back to part two, also known as Mark's MTD Mailbag, where Mark Perdue from Thomson Reuters answers the questions accountants have been asking him about making tax digital. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tom. How are you? Uh, yeah, very well indeed. Thank you. Um, so I guess with the election results, the uncertainty around the minority conservative government, uh, possibly a coalition with the DUP. Uh, there's there's more uncertainty off the back of the sort of government purder that we've just had. Um, I guess my, my first question for you is, what can software companies do in this policy vacuum? Um, well, I mean, there's still work to be done. There's still definitely, you know, work to be done in relation to how we're going to interact with HMRC. But it's fair to say there is still very much a policy vacuum with HMRC. We're hearing very little information from them. Um, but as I say, in terms of a, a development to do list, we've still got plenty to keep us occupied for the next few weeks. So how much is going on behind the scenes? So uh, at developer level, HMRC developers are, are still um, speaking to us on a daily or weekly basis. So they're still there. They're still working. Um, they're still interacting with us and, and sharing certain information with us. But it's any fundamental big stuff, let's call it. That's not coming out from the policy. That's not being driven from the policy side. So the type of things we're discussing, you know, is just sort of the general general side of MTD and how we're going to interact with each other. So they're still there and we're still working very closely with them, but there's just no no new information coming out. Interesting. Yeah, and I guess that, that ties in. I think there are concerns among some accountants about the sort of predetermined nature of the policies so it's interesting that while the sort of small stuff the the at sort of developer level is going on it's there's still um not that much progress on on the big um the big ideas as it were so no that is interesting and um yeah i think you 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 mentioned um 
off air that uh, one of your uh, one of your people, one of your accountants, had been told that uh, Perda was still going on, as far as HMRC are concerned. Um, certainly, he, yeah, he's one of the accountants we've got in the in the pilot, um, and the, the 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 period of Perda and the election has delayed certain aspects of, of the pilot. Um, and yes, certainly, when I spoke to him yesterday, he was suggesting he'd been told that Perda period was effectively still in place so whether that's just an hmrc thing um around policy and not knowing you know the the mtd and, and whether a change of government is going to impact on it or whether it is a still a governmental level perda but certainly it's been suggested to him that perda is still in place at the moment good stuff thank you mark um so one question we had uh from on the boards um from the last podcast uh from itp3 asso Apologies if I've not pronounced that correctly, but um, yeah, to to sum it up, um, it's a question from one of their UK clients. From uh, so yeah, it's currently envisaged uh, that a non-active, in brackets, retired 70-year-old such as myself will be mandated to involvement in MTD after April 2018, given that they have a grossly yearly income above the 10k threshold um is that fair to say mark i yeah well I, I think it depends on a couple of things firstly what type of income is it when people talk about mtd i suspect what they're actually asking is do i have to do quarterly reporting um so in strictness if if his ten thousand pound gross income is either trading or property um, then unless he falls within a definition of digitally excluded or for some other reason would be exempt, then yes, regardless of the fact he's 70 and, and views himself as, as semi or fully retired, if he's got property income over 10,000, then yes, that would be quarterly reporting from 2019. But the actual question is, am I in MTD? Um, so putting quarterly reporting to one side, everyone effectively is going to be in making tax digital insofar as interacting with HMRC in a digital manner unless they're unable to. Um, so I suspect the question, the answer to his question is actually yes, he is going to be an MTD from April 2018. It, it does carry on. Um, I'm, a UK, <laughs> I'm a UK resident, single dwelling freeholder, neither a landlord nor a trader in any sense. My Total average yearly income is approximately 15k, of which 11.5k is tax-free. This comprises one UK state plus two UK work pensions, totaling around 11.5k, plus 1.2k in UK interest. Now, the balance of that, I think it's about 2.3k, derives from dividend interest from offshore investments held in a Liechtenstein bank and fully declared. An HMRC or authorised. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. So part of that said, I don't have any trading income or property income. Um, so yes, there will be no quarterly reporting requirement. Um, other than that, it's likely that there will be some sort of digital annual process. Um, it might just be a confirmation to confirm that his tax affairs are up to date. But the idea is that effectively everyone has a personal tax account and there will be some annual process um, to confirm your tax account is complete and correct. So there won't be a requirement to do any quarterly reporting based on what I've just heard, but there is likely to be some sort of annual process involved. 
Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. I think that answers, uh, I think that answers that one. Um, one final question for you. Given that the, um, uh, financial secretary to the treasury, Jane Ellison, lost her, um, lost her seat and has been replaced, I think, in the last couple of days with, uh, central Devon MP Mel Stride, who I believe is your MP, Mark. Um, do you think the change of leadership, um, is likely to affect things in the making tax digital process? Um, yeah, so Mel Stride is indeed my MP. I've just recently moved into the central Devon area just before the election. So I've not had any dealings with Mel Stride, but indeed, yes, he's my MP. Um, I, I, I guess at this stage, it's too early to tell. I mean, obviously, it, it's a role that very much is responsible for UK tax policy. Um, but on the assumption we are going to end up with a, a Tory government of sorts, um, unless there's anything fundamentally changing it's unlikely that, that there's going to be any major steer on mtd away from you know what we're expecting perhaps you never know that a, a, you know there's a lot of call for deferral until 2019 and dare one suggests that a fresh pair of eyes may see that that does make sense in some way so i guess for now there's there's not, nothing to suggest anything will change but but who knows let's let's see if he comes up with uh, any ideas as to whether or not deferral uh, might be appropriate and that's about wraps things up for now thank you to rebecca cave and john stockdyke for their contributions earlier thanks also to mark Perdue for his help and to thompson reuters for supporting this podcast to take a look at the rest of our making tax digital coverage or all the other news from the big wide world of accountancy visit accounting web .co.uk. Bye for now. This podcast is powered by Thomson Reuters, the answer company. For more expert insight on making tax digital, visit digita.com/mtd.